0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to Let's Get Busy Living soap Busy living sober. Last week, we went on for a long time, didn't we, Weezy? We did. Oh, no. We looked at the calendar, and we looked at the count, and we're like, Oh, my God, it's been an hour. Oh. But here we are. This week, we're going to talk about me. What you use for your tools to stay sober. So, for me... I'm going to just talk about me for two seconds. I um I go to at least five 12-step meetings a week. I need to. And I know that I'm in a different place than you are, Wheezy. But for me, like, if I don't go, I don't feel good. And I think maybe it's because I don't have any downtime.
1: Yeah, I... I would say, well, I I definitely, I always go to one meeting a week. I, you know, somehow I was able to go, when I got out of rehab and I did the 90 and 90, as difficult as it was at times, um, I did it. You you make time for it. And I committed, I made the commitment to myself that I was going to do that. And so once I finished it, you know, I, I... I still tried to go often, um, but, you know, I could say right now that I commute an hour to work. Um, I have my children 50% of the time, so on the weeks that I have them, I would say that I like to just be with them. But the truth is, I need more meetings than the one. I don't think I get squirrely or, or want a drink in and that is because I don't go to meetings, but I think that I have, that my um, disposition is so much more even when I have consistency in meetings. And whether that even, if I just added two more meetings a week, that would be, that would be ideal for me. Um, so do I have excuses why I can't go? I, I can't go to the my morning meeting that I love. Um, every day because, I, because my job won't allow me to do that. But um, could I fill in with other meetings during the week at l- my lunch hours because I have a little more flexibility? Uh, yeah, I could, I just, I have chosen not to. So, um, you know, I'm just being honest uh, that I, I probably would feel a lot better. And I think I feel great, but I think I'd feel even better. If I went
0: to more. And people may be listening and thinking, well, why does she go to meeting? Like, for me, why do I go to at least five a week? And for one, when I'm there, I can turn everything off. It's kind of like playing golf. Like, you can't have a cell phone when you're playing golf. You know what I mean? <laughs> at least you're not supposed to because you're outside and you have to be quiet because you're at the golf course. But I know that when I go there, like, that's one hour of my life that I'm not going to be disturbed. That's good. Number two, it's also an opportunity for me to get the message. Something, one thing. And sometimes it's many things. But some things, it's just hearing one thing. And like for a newcomer to come in and say, oh my gosh, this is what happened. This is my first time here or my fifth time here. And I'm just getting comfortable in my own skin. Or somebody's going through something that I'm going through too. And then I don't feel so crazy and alone, right? Because mm-hmm. there's so many things we go through in life that I think, oh my gosh, is anybody else dealing with this? Like stepkids and oh my gosh, all that kind of stuff that I've had to deal with that is not fun by any stretch of the imagination. Is anybody else dealing with their kid going and graduating from college and going off to a real job? And are they? how are they dealing with it? It gives me the solution, Right
1: yeah and you always I mean it's it's twofold I mean maybe you're whatever you're sharing as insignificant as you think it might be um, or as trivial as you think it might be. I've had that happen to me where I felt like I, I didn't share anything that that sounded logical That's you know that and, and someone will walk up to me at the end and say, "Oh my gosh, thank you." God, that you you mentioned that because that that really helped me. So, you know, even when you don't think you're helping, you know, you are, and vice versa. Because I've gone to meetings, you know, with maybe not the best attitude, or I didn't want to be there, or I was rushing, and I just could have done without it. It would have helped me if I could have just got out of the, you know, get started my day a little faster, um, and not have it been. You know, not having gone to the meeting, but, you know, in the end, I've never walked away from a meeting saying, oh, gosh, never again, or I can't believe I went to that. I mean, I always walk away with the same feeling, and that is, thank thank goodness I went.
0: Yeah, and you know what? I was just thinking about, like, the first time I went to a meeting, when I would never had gone before I went and said, okay, I need help, and I have to stop. I've got a problem. I'd never, like, gone and experienced one. I'd never even been to one. Like, people, I remember that I have siblings that used to be sober, and they'd ask me if I want to go, and I'd be like, no, 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 no. I don't want to go because it was so scary. I was like, that's the scariest place in the world. I'm, like, going to some place that I have no idea what they're doing, and, oh, my God, are they freaks? Are they all in there with their, like, they're, like, almost homeless, and what are these people like? And I was really scared. I remember being, like, I swear I still remember walking into that first – don't remember what anything what anything happened at it I don't remember who was speaking I don't remember who was there I don't remember any of that stuff but I just remember the way I felt which was like oh my gosh I am so scared this is scary I've never walked into a place that I have no idea kind of of what I'm doing like I've always gone to right. I mean, you always went. I mean, at school you knew people that were there. You at least knew somebody, and then if you went to meet somebody at a restaurant, you obviously knew somebody there. Like this was like I was walking into like a totally unknown thing I had ever done, and I had no idea what it was going to be like. But I tell you this: I was scared. I was scared.
1: Yeah, and, I mean, I I have. I'm going to the beach next week for the week with my kids and I plan on going to meetings when I'm there, but I, I have that feeling. I already have that feeling. And I haven't even gone to the meeting that of that, that feeling of when they say, is there anybody, you know, from out of town or this, their first meeting, you know, at this, at this meeting, first time at this meeting, I, 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 that feeling, I mean, for what, I don't even know why it's not, I mean, I'm not an introvert. I, I, but just that feeling, I, I'm already, I'm already stressing about it. That okay? Can I just I, I'll just say that I was there last year, so I don't have to say that I'm new this year. You know, I don't know. It's it's, it's no, it, no matter how much time you have, is like you're saying. I mean, and me, uh, it, it's still it's I'm intimidated by it. Yeah, it's it's scary.
0: I mean, I love going to meetings out of town because I have to tell you, after being. That's the one thing because I've been in meetings all over. I mean, I've been all over the world. I mean, I've been in meetings in London. I've been in meetings in Hawaii. I've been in, I've been in meetings all over the place. And um, now I feel like I'm home when I go, and like I'm like everybody here. Because you know, I in the beginning I felt like, oh my gosh, what am I doing here, and what are these people going to think of me? And I'm like, oh my gosh, all the people that are sitting here all had their first day too, and they all have the same problem, or they wouldn't be here, like. I don't feel like anybody like goes there because they're like at this
1: life that's going real great. And- well, and, and if you really think about how funny it is, if you were trying to explain to someone that that wasn't in the program, what you were afraid of, and you said, you know, just going there the first time, they 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 acknowledge it. They ask if anybody's there, you know, there for the first time, and then whoever you're telling says to you, okay, and then what do they say once you say your name? They say welcome, I, and they so care. glad you're here. Welcome, and keep, keep coming back. And, and so the person looks at you and thinks, and what's horrible about that? <laughs> to be welcomed, but that's what, well, I'm scared of. Scared of that attention. I don't know. It's scary. It is scary, and it.
0: I think because I've been to so many at this point, I am not I'm not as scared as I used to be for sure. And you know, there's another thing that I remember doing which I now looking back if you're going if you're thinking about going to a meeting and all the rest of it, I used to I would go to a meeting and instead of going and seeing of what I related to, like my whole thoughts of like I wouldn't go in there going, "Oh, who's like me?" What stories like me, I'd be like, no, look at how different they are. Look at how far down the road they had gone. Right? Like, that was my, that's my, that was my view. Instead of going and going, oh, my gosh, that's how it could get. I'm so grateful they're here to show me how bad it could get. I mean, it's changed. I mean, again, this has taken time and and putting a lot of effort into it. It's like, I want to look at the people that are there now and be like, how are we alike, not how we are different. Do you know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And, and, and. But, but I still just being honest, I still do have that that apprehension or um, I, I do get scared and but it's amazing the difference between and, and I know it. I already know how I'm gonna feel. I know how scared I'm gonna be going into it and I know how happy I'm going to be at the end of it And I'm always gonna you know trail behind and talk to somebody that, you know usually will come up to me if it's a new meeting from for me but, but no matter what no matter how many how many times you go and it's the same the same thing plays out and you're you're scared and then you're so grateful and so happy and all that it doesn't matter it still happens again you just and you keep and you do the same thing over again you still get scared and then you still are you know you still have the same reaction in the end but but it doesn't it doesn't prevent me from going to one it just it's amazing with the how much you're welcomed and you know it's like you get this huge giant hug from everybody with just in their welcome alone you know and and but yet we're still we still get nervous about going
0: it's crazy and it is crazy and it's so what i find to be so interesting a lot of the time is like i was I remember again in the beginning, and I had never been in a place in my life where everybody just loved each other and had respect for each other unconditionally. It's the weirdest place, I have to say, with that regard. Because it's like everybody respects each other. I mean, I don't I, I, don't think I've ever really been to any meet. Maybe if somebody was had been drinking at the meeting, and then they might give an outburst that they're not happy with whatever happened in the meeting. But most times I go to a meeting, it's like... Everybody there is friendly. Like it doesn't matter if the person is like one guy might be, uh, work as the checkout person at Walmart and the other person might be like on the board of Walmart. I mean, they're still good, like they're friends and they have mutual respect and they, they have this loving towards each other that I've never seen anywhere else. Like I've been to church a million times and never seen it there. Like Everybody that's there, like, loves each other in a way that, you know, I feel like it's, like, how you're supposed to love your
1: neighbor. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, it's completely unconditional. And, you know, I have to keep reminding myself that, you know, I'm not walking into a room of people that aren't alcoholics. I, I'm I'm walking into a room not embarrassed about my disease or not... Then I have to keep myself in check that I'm going into walking into a room with with 20 40 80 people that all have the same disease that I have that all felt that their life was unmanageable and had to quit drinking and we're all there for the same reason because we want to stay sober.
0: And what you said earlier is like you share things sometimes, and people come up to you, and you th- you, you thought, oh my, because I think a lot of times I know, especially in the beginning, I used to think, okay, what am I going to say? Is this going to be good enough? Is this going to be cool enough? Is somebody going to like it? Oh my gosh, am I going to be cute enough? Da, 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 da. I remember having those feelings, and then you, uh, and then you walk away, and somebody's like, oh my gosh, what you just said to help me so much. Yeah. And we don't bring our egos. I think in the beginning, I definitely brought my ego and I wanted to impress people. But the longer I stay sober, the more I'm like, oh my gosh. Just showing up being another woman in a meeting is like a huge thing at times. Don't you think that? Yeah. Because sometimes there's not a lot of women there. Mm Mm-hmm. And maybe your story is so similar to somebody else's that you might be the only person they ever see that has the same story that you do, and you're like, oh my gosh, having my same story as somebody else really help them? Like me bringing myself to this meeting help someone, but it does. It does. And it's, that's where it's like, it's the best gift ever because it's the only place you, at least I've been to where you go and you are welcomed in a way that you've, I've never been welcomed before in my life. I mean, sometimes I remember in the beginning, I mean, I know when you were just talking about that embracing that people do. It feels uncomfortable to have strangers come up and give you a hug and say, thank you so much for coming. I mean, that just happened to me in Maine. You know, I was in Maine and somebody was like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you're here. It's so great to have you. Oh my gosh, here's my phone number. Call me if you need anything. And I thought to myself... Where else does this happen? Where someone's gonna invite you over to their house? They'll pick you up. They'll drive you to a meeting. They'll do all this stuff to help you out,
1: but you don't even know them. Yeah, I, I a couple weeks ago, I think maybe it was even just last week. We were at our home group, and 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 someone um, who it was their first time at that meeting was they were they were talking about um, just their struggle, very early sobriety and their struggle and. And that you know, w- was making a point to say that they had so much support and so much love around them, which a lot of people don't have. Um, yeah. And they had so much of it. And despite all this love and all the support, they still wanted to drink. They still were worried that they weren't gonna get it. and um, and I felt for him because I thought, you know, how like how honest but um that he was and and then at the end I I went over to him and um I said you know can I give you a hug and I said I, I really think you I have a feeling I I just have a feeling by you know just the way you were talking you're gonna make it you, you're gonna make it and you know he thanked me but but again where where, where would you ever I mean I didn't know this man you know 45 minutes prior to that and now I'm hugging him And wishing him luck and saying a prayer for him.
0: Yeah. And you know, the funny thing is, and my husband says this, you know, he's like, at the end of my drinking, I definitely wasn't like on everybody's like number one person list that they're going to like their, their invite list of who they're going to have to their party. It was like, I don't think I want them to come because the last time they were here, they ruined my house. They're the, they're head, you know, they were wearing a lampshade, you know, at the point of where we are at the end of our drinking, it's like, nobody wants us there. Right. Nobody wants us to come over. People are like, Oh my gosh, you're dreadful or whatever. And the reality is, is like we go there and people really want us there. They genuinely are happy to see us there. Yeah. And it's so good because so many people don't realize like when you go there, it's like you are going into a place that everybody knows the exact way you felt because everybody's felt that way. So there's that non-judgment, you know, you're not getting judged. People are just like, "Oh my gosh, you're here. How can I help?"
1: Right. Yeah, and and, and the, the what always continues to crack me up is just people that want to get sober that are just so 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 afraid of not fitting in and you know, being alone or not fitting in and not, not people not wanting to be around them. And and like you just said, nobody wants to be around you now. <laughs> you know think about today nobody wants to be around you now no. how much more isolated can you be at this moment in you know if you're actively drinking
0: i mean that's like and and you can speak to that big time is the um is the isolation Mm-hmm. That you had I mean when you were drinking at the end You weren't drinking out in bars You weren't drinking out with people Like oh this is so fun And I'm going to a big party And everybody's going to be so excited to see me And we're going to be able to hang out And really talk Like you were by yourself
1: Yeah and it was it was not fun for a very long time That um, that's just kind of the way I drank But yeah towards the end I mean I, I was I was by myself All the time by myself drinking. Um it just turned into that. Uh, it's a disease that wants you to be by yourself. And dead.
0: And dead. So like coming into these groups and going to these meetings, like for me, it's like my lifeline. Like I just love to be I I for one, I love I loved drunks when I was drinking. I definitely love sober drunks because we laugh And we look at what we did and we are just so grateful that we're alive today. And there's nothing like having another alcoholic to be able to relate that to. You can't explain it to somebody who doesn't get it.
1: No, you can't.
0: I mean, there's no explaining like what it feels like to wake up and live what it's like to live in hell. Of not knowing and not remembering what you did the night before. And not having any sense... Of who you are, and for me, my God was alcohol. Like that was my God. That's I didn't know how to go through life with. I didn't know how to do life without it. It was my best friend. It was my God. It was my everything. It was my boyfriend. It was my, it was my everything. It was I couldn't do anything without it. It was like oh, we're going to do this, so I got to drink. I, I mean, before I'm I'm going to meet people out, I got to get two bottles of wine. I have to have one before I go, and then one when I get back, and another alcoholic gets that. They don't judge you about it. They're like, I totally get... W- do you totally get what I'm talking about?
1: Yeah.
0: Like, do you have any questions? Like, you could totally be there, right? Like, going to the liquor store and getting your bottle of and- it.
1: Yeah, and it's so... It's. I mean, I can remember in rehab, you know, just the, the hysterically laughing with the people. Um, you know, one night, just at dinner, we would all be talking about, you know, just the BS that we would, um, we would give at the liquor store for how much alcohol we were buying and just I remember one of the girls was saying you know that she every weekend she would go in there and and talk about the the next you know bachelorette party that she was hosting <laughs> And 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 so she would go on and on to this guy who, we all laughed, you know, and said he, you know, he could a care less about your story. B is on to you and knows that you're an alcoholic. And you're drinking all of that. That, but she would, you know, she would go on and on about well, you know, Allison loves the Kahlua and um, Joan loves the vodka. Well does she like, citron or does she like? And just go through this whole thing for ten minutes just to justify all this alcohol she was buying for herself, you know. Um, <laughs> and you totally can relate to it. I mean, yeah, you so talk- we, we would talk for hours about what we would do. And I mean, to someone who who doesn't, you know, have the disease, it sounds insane. But, you know, the, that's the beauty in being able to talk to people that have been that, you know, I mean, the amount of people that I was with that, that bought the, the little, airplane bottles um and and threw them in the same places where they would go out for their nighttime jog or walk and they would have them in their pockets and then they would throw them in the woods I mean it was the same story f- for all these people and they weren't <laughs> together we were all from different states different parts of the country and but everybody was doing the same thing at night
0: Yeah, like hiding it and hiding it and hiding it and going, oh my gosh, what am I doing? And thinking that you're totally crazy. I remember like, oh, the recycling. Oh, damn. Look at how much wine bottles are in there. They're going to definitely think I have a problem. I think I need to separate my wine bottles and I'll make another bag for next week. Or maybe I'll put some at really late at night in the next for neighbors who doesn't have any in theirs. But I have like 50. So, I need to take them and put them over there so they know that I'm not, like, I don't have a problem. Oh, beer cans? Like tons and tons and tons of beer cans? wine bottles and everything else, and they'd be like, oh, did you have a party this weekend? I'd be like, oh, yeah, sure. I had 50 of my favorite friends over. No, I was by myself. <laughs> had two friends here. We just got loaded. Just don't worry about us. But, like, the craziness, but then you go to a meeting, and you're like, oh, my gosh, everybody here is the same.
1: Yeah. I can remember we, were, we would all... I mean, I thought I was the only one that put wine bottles in boots because they're the exact, the height, you know, it's just a little shy of the top of the boot. And so they were perfect. Um, They were like little sleeves, you know, and um, until, of course, you get to the point where you're, go to put the bottle in the boot and there's already a bottle in there. So you hear this like, click. Um, but even telling that story, not just the boot, but then putting a bottle in a boot that already has a bottle. You you know, you got five women around. you, At least two of them have done that too.
0: I mean, you don't feel alone anymore. No, not at all. It's like the best thing. And so if you're out there and you're like, gosh, should I go or should I not go? I really think you should try it. Because it's kind of fun, and you might not like the first one you go to. Yeah,
1: just keep trying trying different ones, you know? Like, who
0: always likes the first bar you went to? I didn't like the first bar I went to, did you? No. No. So who knows what you're going to like, but you got to try it. If you don't try it, it's not worth it, right? Right. So, I think that if you're out there and you're wondering, should I try it? Should I be scared? I get the fear. We both just told you how fearful we've been before and how scary it is. And it's always, you know, it's just getting used to it. It's like anything that's new. But you've got to find something that's going to work for you where you can feel comfortable and talk about this. Because if you don't get the shame out of your head, off your heart, it could make you drink again.
1: Right? Yes.
0: I mean, it really could. If anybody out there has any topics or ideas or suggestions that you'd like us to cover, please write to me at busybizzy at busylivingsober.com. Go to our website, busylivingsober.com. Check out our writings. You can see photos of us. And uh, please reach out and know that you're not alone because, you know, this disease wants you alone, like Louise said earlier, and it wants you dead, right? Mm Mm-hmm. It really does. So until next week, keep getting busy living summer. (laughs) Bye. Bye.